Welcome to Ticket Splitters, the Grassroots Midwest podcast. Our guest this week is Steve Japinga, Vice President of Government Relations for the Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce. In his role with the Lansing Chamber, Steve oversees public policy, political engagement, and elected official outreach on behalf of chamber members and the greater Lansing business community, helping give a voice to the businesses that are helping build the region. Welcome to Ticket Splitters. Steve, you've been a uh, professional advocate for a professional association. Um, you've been a multi-client lobbyist. What drew you to working for the Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce? Really, probably the first thing is I saw an opening there. Yeah. The position. So that was it's always important. Thing, but no, but really before that, I was working at the State Medical Society, so working on physician health care issues. But a position did open up in government relations for Lansing Regional Chamber. I'm from here, grew up in East Lansing, now living in downtown. So I just thought it was a great opportunity to put my resume in and, you know, work for the hometown team and and advocate uh, for our uh, residents, businesses. I mean, it's a chamber, so it's businesses. But really, I think it's a great opportunity to to work for my hometown. And the the one thing I did see when you're, you know, being multi-client and um, working for other associations is there was just we were missing from kind of the, the state capital yeah. You know, you hear a lot about Grand Rapids and Detroit and Traverse City, but not about, you know, Lansing. And I think people forget that we have the capital here, but there's like, you know, people living here and working and there's actually society that's mm-hmm. here and um, we care about roads and economic development and all these types of projects. So it's just really cool that I get to uh, to advocate for our, for our hometown here at the state capital. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have done a good job of sort of beefing up the presence of the Lansing business community, the Lansing region at the Capitol. And um, yeah, that's got to be a lot of fun to be able to, uh, you know, get paid to be a a cheerleader for your hometown. Yeah, Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So um, why do you think it's so important that there be advocates like a Lansing Chamber um, for local small business owners? What's the value that brings to the table for them? Yeah, I mean, small business, you're, you guys are a small business. I know that you you know do a lot of political advocacy, yeah. grassroots, but, I mean, a lot of the small business folks, I mean, they, you know, they're trying to run their business. So, you know, we're their advocate. That's why they're, you know, we're, we're a membership association. So when they have issues and they don't have time to figure out who the heck to call at the city or the township or the county, um, we provide, uh, you know, that access for them, that guidance on, on how to navigate and get a hold of the right person. So if it deals with permitting or zoning or anything like that. Uh, but when you look at kind of the, you know, we're, we're, you know, once we start going up, we do a lot of local. I mean, that's, you know, regional chamber, I guess, mm-hmm. regional. But when we get into the state and federal areas, we do a lot of coalitions. But again, it goes back to, do we have the right infrastructure here? So how are we at the state capital advocating for our region when we're looking at that funding formula with the Department of Transportation? How can we move dollars around and you know, our roads, I think, I know everyone's talking about roads, but I think if you drive down Capitol Avenue right now, I think the whole legislature should walk down it. Terrible, and it's a, it's a disgrace. So yeah. how are we, you know, that that's going to help that small business person, you know, attract people to, you know, stop in front of their shop and help them. But, mm-hmm. but really, my day-to-day job is just kind of troubleshooting, making sure that whoever that business owner is can actually run their business without um, any interference or limited interference from their local unit of government or state or federal. Yeah, no, that's a, and you raise a really good point too. Uh, you're right. So Grassroots Midwest, we're a, we're a small business um, and we're in the advocacy space, 
But I'll admit, you know, even as the CEO of a small business, um, you know, I'm focused number one on on running our business, growing our business. We provide advocacy services for our clients, and we figure out how to get that done. But I'll admit, there have been plenty of times where I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do about this. And so I can only imagine that that problem's a lot greater for somebody, you know, who runs a dry cleaning business or, you know, a manufacturing firm. Like, you don't do government. You don't do advocacy. You build stuff or you dry clean clothes or you do hair. And, you know, having those professional advocates that can go out and speak on your behalf, that can connect you with resources or with the right policymakers that can help you with an issue, I think is really key, especially for those folks who just like their business doesn't have anything to do with advocacy. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, like you said, we're both kind of in this realm, but it is. It's probably very overwhelming. And again, they're focusing on their day to day and then they're figuring out, oh, I got, you know, some ridiculous jurisdiction like Waverly Road. There's Ingham County, then Eaton County right. and all these local, you know, what zoning works here. They don't have time to figure that out. So right. that is just one kind of thing that we do help them with is navigating those types of issues that they're just they're not used to going down and sitting in front of city council and right and talking you know opposing or supporting some issue that's going to impact their business that's what we do yeah um so it's it, it's good for them i mean that's again kind of going back to the original question is just helping um any business any any type in our region just continue to to grow and, and thrive Absolutely. So, well, and that's a good segue into my next question. When most people think about government, you know, they think about the federal government, the presidency, the Congress, maybe they think about their state government. But really, you know, uh, county government, local government um, have a lot of impact on the way people live. Can you talk about how that works for businesses? You know, how important, you know, uh, a good cooperative county government, local government is um, for businesses trying to make it? I was just doing a little letter about, you know, the old saying, I think it was the Speaker of the House, uh, was it Tip O'Neill? All all politics is local. That was Tip O'Neill, yeah. Yeah, everything touches us locally here. Anything they do has an even more severe, um, maybe I shouldn't use the word severe, but impact mm-hmm. here locally than, you know, sometimes a state or federal. Right. Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about candidates, but even some of the candidates that have come in running for local office you would think that they're running for Congress and some of the yeah, issues right. that they're talking about. And I'm like, man, do you know what you're running for? Because uh, we don't regulate abortions yeah, at the city council. We're not doing, you know, we're not doing trade negotiations with China <laughs> here at city council or the township right. board. So, um, you know, it, it really is big. And I, you know, I think it's it's so important. I don't think that every elected official, you know, at least my philosophy is, I don't I don't want to agree 100 percent with that person. Um, we're going to have different. Uh, perspectives or solutions or how do we you know get to a point where we can have a resolution yeah uh, but but being able to uh, to work with elected officials that can can sit down and actually understand and have a conversation mm-hmm. and, and see it from that point of view of that business person uh, on what their issues are is is incredibly important I, I think that that's you know the good thing about the local level too is you see these people admire or right. wherever you're at so you're gonna run into them mm-hmm. um i think people take it real personal to at the local level but yeah i think we're seeing that across the board right now unfortunately um uh, but it, but it's very important that i don't want to say you had the right elected officials we always want to make sure we have the the right people in there obviously but sure just those relationships are probably the most important thing and 
and being able to, to be uh, proactive and instead of reactive to an issue. Right. Um, and we have a lot of very good um, local officials here across our region that we have great relationships with. Yeah. So you talk, obviously, in your in your role at the Lansing Regional Chamber with a lot of business owners and, and see the and hear from them about the impact that county and local government have for their businesses. Where would you say that that's I don't want to say necessarily even the biggest pain point because sometimes it's being helpful. But where do you see the biggest impacts for businesses in our region in terms of county and local government? Is it, you know, taxes and property tax? Is it regulatory policy? Like, where do you you see the the rubber really meeting the road for the business community probably you know right now everyone wants the roads i get that i mean that is a big deal i mean infrastructure is huge i mean they got to move yeah. you know commerce they got to have the right roads sidewalks so folks right. can come to their business but the one thing i mean it's one of our top priorities um is the regulatory environment and just making sure we get that all these local governments they can't have that uniform you know they all have different types of rules and regulations for each of their communities and what they want, and we respect that. But that's probably, again, going back to what we talked about earlier, where we spend a lot of time at, is just helping navigate those types of things. Somebody in East Lansing wants to put, you know, a billboard up on, you know, Saginaw Highway headed out to, you know, um, 69 out there, and they're just trying to figure out, who do I talk to? I mean, that, that's a big deal to them is putting up this yard sign or right. this billboard. Um, so that's probably the, the one, um, besides obviously infrastructure, is we do hear a lot about just regulations. Why, why do I have to do this? I mean, as a business owner, I mean, time is money. And you guys are trying, you know, you're trying to get whatever permit you need or whatever it is. Right. Why is it being held up? We have another, I got a lot of people right now just waiting on, you know, construction, you know, or the, you know, that city uh, person's coming out to make sure that everything's up to code and all that. And, but, you know, they're, they're three weeks out from going to that person's business. So they're just, you know, yeah. time is money. So they're just trying to figure out, Steve Lansing Chamber, can you just give me an answer on why this isn't happening? Right. Or what time are they coming so I can make sure we can run our business properly? Right. A, uh, an old colleague of mine always used to say, uh, knows my second favorite answer because it's an answer. Yeah. And I think as a business owner, like I, I can take no for an answer. It happens all the time. Yeah. But if knows the answer, then I can move on and do something else that's yeah. going to make money for the business. The employees get paid. Maybe we hire some more people. But I just need an answer. Yeah. Well, it always feels so good to say yes. Right. No, yes know. is better. I know. We, we always try to get yes. But I know what you mean. It's uh, Yeah, it's just it's more of just being up front, I think that goes back to being more proactive than reactive. It's just, yeah. just kind of lay it out there. This is what's going on and mm -hmm. um, folks need answers. So I think that's probably the biggest thing right now. Um, again, we could go back to like talent and workforce development. We're all hearing about that. Sure. That's a huge issue in the roads, but you know, it's, it's really um, uh, that, that regulatory environment is very important. We did a lot, you know, the paid sick leave, the minimum wage, all these things that are coming um, businesses want to be able to comply with the, I mean, they, they have to comply, but they also, um, are working really hard to take care of their employees, but you know, everything costs money. So, yeah. um, I think that they just need time to be able to react to some of the policies that are coming out at each level, um, of government. But that's again, going back, that's regulation is probably one of sure. the ones that, um, they discuss with me. 
Yeah, and that's um, you know that's been something that's been really valuable for us with our chamber membership. Um, mm-hmm. And this is less in the advocacy space where you work, but um, you know, we've gone to a couple of seminars as there have been regulatory and tax changes. You know, the passage of the um, you know the big tax bill um, at the federal level. Um, I'll admit to having been completely lost at sea about okay, yeah, you know, I hear all the talking heads on TV about this is good, this is bad, whatever. But I need to know how this is going to impact my mm-hmm. business. I need to know how to plan for this before I've got to file a tax return. And I think that's one of the things that the chamber does a great job with in that regulatory space is, okay, this the federal government, the state government, the county government, whomever made this change, this is what it means for you. Here are the experts that can tell you what this means and how you plan for it. Yeah, I mean, we we do a lot of events all year, but that is one thing that we've been really trying to to increase is just, again, that business education. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of that, but, yeah, getting into this policy and regulatory, you know, kind of area and arena and just kind of, again, increasing that exposure to our members to really just be educated on what's coming. And, yeah, the tax uh, issue is big. Again, going back to this paid sick leave and minimum wage that, sure. you know, at the state level. Um, there's a lot of talk. I mean, we're hearing this with the presidential, can't, you know, a lot of healthcare talk. I mean, yeah. we're, we're actually seeing um, more members reaching out to us now on the healthcare issues. On just, mm-hmm. um, again, it's, it's it's expensive for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but you're hearing a lot of this stuff right now in the in the presidential election. So what does that mean? And that's what we're trying to figure out. Even even uh, recently with the state, you know, no fault laws. Sure. Know, what is that going to mean for businesses, for uh, consumers? Uh, it's just it's going to impact a lot of things. So we're working even on that on how do we educate our membership and and being prepared for when that thing goes uh, live in uh, next year in July. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that, but that's um, you know that's a good point for businesses in general and probably something that we should be thinking about as a company in terms of the potential impacts of that for our own bottom line. So you and I have talked before. We've actually um, I've talked on the podcast before a little bit about this phenomenon that I call local government by default. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of local government posts um, have completely uncontested elections or in some cases you don't even have enough candidates that file for an office. And so they end up being appointed by the other people that get elected. Um, Have you found this to be a uh, pretty prevalent issue in the region here? And um, and does it have a lot of impact? Yeah, I think that, you know, we're in the capital city. So I think sometimes we may not see that as much Mm -hmm. as in other areas within the state because I think we have a very politically engaged, uh, Mm -hmm. um, you know, residents here that that are running for these positions. But there are. I mean, I had uh, a very good friend who's about my age, you know, actually younger, probably is, you know, 30 years old, um, recently just resigned as a supervisor of one of the townships because he just is like, I can't. He's got a young family. Mm -hmm. I think we all know this is, you know, you could do a lot of great things, but there's just there's a lot of challenges out there, and I think that that weighs on a lot of these uh, folks um, that all they hear is, I don't want to say complaints because I don't want to say like all these people are complaining, but it's all the negativity and it's not, hey, you're actually doing a good job. You helped me here. Yeah. I know that's hard for, you know, people don't like politicians or whatever, but I think we do see that um, though, and it's really just, I think we're missing out on a lot of other really great candidates that could be running. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, you know, whatever their situation is or are they just like, I don't want to deal with this just so negatively charged environment. 
yeah. of running for office. I mean, I'm reading, I'm finishing John Adams' biography, and even back then when he was the president, sure. this dude is just like, they're going after, I mean, yeah. it's just like ruthless. So I guess we've all had it in our, our blood for all these, you know, uh, centuries here, but um, I think that might be the case too, but I think it, it is, and I know you, your team works really well at, um, you know, getting down into the weeds of these local areas and really identifying who those good candidates would be sure. to run for a county board, um, school board. I mean, that's the other thing is just kind of putting these people in the right places. Because I think a lot, you know, that's the, that's what we saw in the Lansing um, City Council races. I know you guys are, um, you know, helping us out on that and we're very engaged as you have a lot of good candidates that come in and interview with us. And it's like, wow, you should run for school board. Right. Like that. You're like a perfect candidate for school board. You can't do a lot of what you're talking about on the school board on city council. Right. You you can still have a great, you know, that's important to have that that partnership with the school district. But um, I think that's the other thing, too, is really trying to uh, um, guide people in the right direction on, on what type of boards or commissions. And we have, I know you know this, we all know this, there's plenty of boards that people can serve on right now, yeah. volunteer within their community. And I know we always try to push that out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I know the answer besides it could be multiple things for different people. Well, you raise a really good point though, that, you know, some of these appointed boards and commissions at the local level are a good way for people to kind of dip their toe in the water in terms of public service. In general, they don't have quite the time commitments that say being a city council person or a county commissioner are going to have. You don't have to run a campaign, which I know is a big concern for a lot of people, especially if they've mm-hmm. never done it before. Um, and it's a way to sort of dip your toe in the water of public service. And I know that that's, um, you know, the local governments are always looking for people to serve on these boards and commissions. I know that's true of the city of Lansing and of Ingham County um, in particular, that, you know, they, they need people, people who are civic minded, who want to see, you know, make some change in their community. And it's a good way to sort of see if it's right for you because um you know we do need more um people running for office i mean even just here in lansing um Mm -hmm. you know over in the um uh, over in southwest lansing councilman adam hussein who i'm i'm frankly a supporter of um went unchallenged this time um that's great for you know for adam hussein and for people like me who are adam hussein supporters um but it also doesn't give voters a choice at all um and so we do need um, good people uh, to run for office and make sure that voters have got choices. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, frankly, it, um, you know, uh, Councilman Hussein's doing a great job, but as a general proposition, you know, being challenged in an election every few years keeps you at the top of your game as well. Yeah. You got to go back out and tell the voters, this is this is what I've been doing for you. This is what I've been doing for our community. And this is why you should send me back. Um, it kind of keeps everybody focused in the in the right direction. So um, that's a plug for anybody that's listening, um, whether you're in the Grady Lansing area or not, you know, maybe you're not ready to run for office, but you should look into, you know, maybe you serve on a board or a commission for your city or for your county and and see how it goes. Yeah. And I would have them call you because you guys do a good job of making sure they get into the right spots and elected. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. (laughs) Um, So my favorite part of every podcast is um, here at Ticket Splitters, we like to swap old war stories from politics, the campaign trail. And you've worked in a lot of different places in politics, like we mentioned earlier, professional associations, multi-client, now with the Lansing Chamber. Uh, You have any fun, interesting war stories you can share with our listeners? 
Yeah, you know, I've been around. I started, I think I've known you for a long time, too. Um, I know Mr. Mr. Began here as well. Yeah. Um, I started in the House of Representatives as a page. Actually, Dan Lepp from Blue Cross, Blue Shield somehow got me in there, which was really nice of him. That was very nice of him. Um, but, yeah, so probably the best. I mean, the, the cool thing, too, is a lot of the lawmakers on both sides of the aisle that are in the Senate and the House um, I went to college with a lot of these folks, so it's kind of yeah. fun seeing them. It's actually crazy seeing some of them chair these committees. I won't say their names. <laughs> uh, I got great stories about them, but it is really cool to see that, uh, you know, everybody kind of, you know, um, you know, moving into different positions. Uh, so that's always fun to see see that. But probably the best, um, and I, I hope he listens to this podcast, is our good friend Senator Brandenburg. Great guy. But there was a committee hearing, man. I, I was probably like 25 or 24. I can't remember. It was a few years ago. You know, he there was some some issues on if he was a yes or no vote mm-hmm. on an issue. I said he was a yes vote, and uh, he didn't appreciate that and came out. And you know, <laughs> gentleman Jack, he's like six foot eight or whatever. Yeah. And I'm very short. And uh, <laughs> I was uh, I didn't say anything, but he he was very unhappy with me. The only thing I, I did tell. Um, my boss is that I was going to give him my, um, my dry cleaning, uh, receipt. Cause I, you know, thought I grabbed my pants after <laughs> I got a, uh, <clears throat> I got a little yelled at there, um, about what I was saying yeah. on his behalf in the lobby there. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's a great guy. We actually, we, um, he, he had, uh, talked to me afterwards. He's just, he's come to some of my uh, birthday parties in the past. Great guy. I've known him for a long time. Sure. Um, but no, it's been fun. I mean, a lot of good people. I know, you know, sometimes government, lobbyists, all these folks get a bad rap, but a lot of good people that are working down there. It's been fun being down there. I think now for 16, 17 years. Yeah. Um, working downtown. So it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast and um, sharing some more stories and talking about your work with the Lansing Regional Chamber of Commerce. Um, so thanks for joining us, Steve Jappinga. Thank you. Yep. Um, and we'll talk to you next time on Ticket Splitters.